Hey everyone, welcome back to Real Work Podcast. I'm your host Kiara and I'm very um nervous <laughs> for this episode, but I know that God is with me and he has prepared something for the past couple of months actually. Um I have <laughs> been in my thoughts about this topic as you can see um it's relationship over religion and um the lord has just been speaking to me heavily for a couple of months now um and i I finally wanted to deliver this and i know that it's from god because there has been a lot of direction and just a lot of conversation um with this subject and it is a very tough and heavy subject and i'm i'm praying that the lord uses me um to to speak to whoever's listening um and we're gonna be talking a little bit about religious trauma um it's a lot (laughs) it's a lot but i'm gonna be breaking it up into uh either two series we'll see if it ends up extending but i know that we're just gonna touch upon certain things today and then the next episode will be part two um but let me go to my notes everything's always on my phone (laughs) so like i said um the title is relationship over religion and i wanted to start talking and and touch on the subject um or the definition of relationship and religion um so the definition of relationship is the way in which two or more people are connected or the state of being connected it can be romantic it can be um platonic relationships but a relationship is basically two people are connected um religion is a particular system of faith and worship and there's actually multiple definitions for religion i think there was like three um but i I wanted to pick this specific definition um mainly because of the word system in it um and I wanted to highlight that word because we're going to be talking about um, religion today. And the reason why I wanted to talk about religion first was because I wanted to um, highlight and engage first with what has been and what is going to be. And I actually wrote down a a note here um because sometimes we as coming from um i'm you know i'm hispanic and typically you know latins we come from the religious aspect if you go to um puerto rico dominican republic or just any latin country there's always religion involved somewhere whether you're catholic or christian you're even 
going to the dark side like witchcraft um and all that stuff dark magic black magic whatever um there's always some type of religiousness um involved in our culture and um i know that i am not the only like hispanics are not the only ones that have dealt with this and so many more cultures i just can't think right now but um we we come from that religious mentality this is what we know this is what it is and that can be very harmful to these this generation that's rising up because i believe that this generation needs jesus the most and i don't just say that from like my age group 21 or even the you know the kids younger than me i'm talking about just this overall generation the people that are living in this time right now i believe that they need jesus the most because there is a perception of jesus or a perception of god or christianity that is being placed that is tearing people away from god and coming from somebody who grew up in the church um i didn't really grow up around the main legalistic mentality but i did see legalistic viewpoints or i saw legalistic habits um that kind of also tied with culture and i believe culture and religion have a lot to do with one another i don't want to get too off track but i do believe both of them have something that tie one another to each other and they just coincide um because especially coming from the latin culture the latin culture can be very prideful and i have talked about this before um the latin culture can be very prideful so when you tie religion to it it's like 10 times more um so sometimes people can be very prideful of the word of god and that that is not necessarily the problem it's the problem can be oh god god help me <laughs> the problem can sometimes be we're, we're we're early in this and i'm already like the problem can be using god as a weapon rather than using him not even using him rather than showing his love because yes he is a god of wrath a hundred percent but he is a very loving and merciful god and religion can sometimes want to use god as a weapon and and point people's flaws out and and their issues and all this stuff and we're gonna get into that a little bit um but we're gonna start with legalistic churches so there's a lot to unpack here and if you are taking notes or if you're listening or whatever the case is i want you to first off have an open mind don't be so closed off to hear the first thing like the first thing that you hear and go to assumptions or go to like oh no she's she's liberal like because i've seen that so much when people don't like the truth they automatically shut down and i've done it in the aspect of sometimes like 
I'm a very strong-headed person, strong-willed, let me say that, I'm a strong-willed person, and when I didn't like something that my parents said about me being real, I would be like, nope, shut it down, walk away, and I started to realize how that was very toxic, Um, and it was a defense mechanism, I could say that, therapy has unpacked that, but it was a defense mechanism, and I have seen that within even Christians, being a Christian myself. Um, we tend to take those natural habits of our everyday life and kind of place them into, like, the Bible. And we use it as a crutch rather than um, looking at our flaws and allowing God to mold us and not staying comfortable in those places because that's all we know. So, um, let me go back, (laughs) but we're going to be talking about legalistic churches, and for those of you who don't know what legalistic church is, I'm going to get into it today. Um, I was, I went to a friend's uh, congregation a couple weeks ago, um, yeah, yeah, it was the beginning of this month, October, um, and, like, the pastor dropped a word and it was a series too and i've been listening to it and he was talking about toxic church culture and um he brought up multiple points but i wanted to touch really on this point because it was crazy like literally god um when i went to the church and he started talking about this i was like yo this is just god literally like nudging at my heart to speak on it and I've been very afraid, and I know that it's the enemy that has tried to derail me from that and, and place that fear of, like, you know, if you say this, this, that, and the other will happen, or whatever the case is. And and I had to block that out and be like, you know what? I'm speaking truth. I'm speaking facts. I'm speaking Bible. Like, this is what needs to happen. This is what needs to be said. So when he was talking about this pastor, when he was talking about um different he was talking about different types of churches actually and one of them was legalistic uh liberal churches and life-giving churches amazing word um and has truly stuck with me i have my whole notes um but we're gonna be talking about legalistic churches today the other ones will most likely come in the next episode um but to start off legalistic churches have rules and regulations to be followed um typically in the old it comes from the old testament a lot of the time where it's wearing skirts um not wearing pants as women or men always having to wear pants um beards being shaved no facial hair women couldn't do their makeup or their nails or get ears their ears pierced or um sit in movie theaters or whatever the case is so many rules and regulations and it comes to a point where it's like is this for the people or is this truly for god um i don't want to stay too much on some of these points because some of them i have so many like so much information and trying to keep everything 
cut down a little bit because I can go on. Okay, I can go on. But um, the next point is perform for love and affirmations. And this point really hit me because I was like, you know, sometimes coming from like, or if you ever attended a legalistic church, you had to prove yourself. You had to, a lot of, oh my god, what is that called in English? Uh, I'm having like Spanish mixed in here, oh my gosh. Like, when you would get sat down um, because of something that happened, you, you know, possibly sinned and the church found out or whatever the case was, they would sit you down and this tends to happen a lot in, you know, more legalistic churches and there's always um a balance of things i want to say that there is always a balance of things and there are times that yes we need to take a seat and we also need to recognize that as christians that we we need to take a seat when we're wrong and and not be ministering because we have to remember what we have within our hearts when we carry inside we're also pouring out when we're in a ministry and um some legalistic churches they need you to perform and um basically beg for this affirmation from them so for me to get back on let's say i need to get back on my ministry um because of something that happened i have to prove myself that i am christian and like that never sat right with me Because like I said, there's a balance of things. But then there is this line that Christians themselves cross. And I'm talking about leadership. I'm talking about the people who truthfully think they're above everybody else. And... um. It comes from uh, comes from a prideful place, and yeah, <laughs> it comes from a prideful place, um, and again, a religious mentality. Like you have to do X, Y, Z to be qualified, or you have to be this, this, that, and the other, and fit this criteria to be a Christian. And that's not what God has called us to do. That's not what God even wants for us. Like, opening my Bible shouldn't be an obligation. It should be a choice. And he allows us to have that free will. Because I want a relationship with God. Let me not get too, let me not get too far. Because this is going to be talked about in relationship. Um, but religion can sometimes try to like pull this out of you and it's like that's not even who god is that's not even who god is so next point again i don't want to get carried away because <laughs> some of these are really good um i might do like q a's or something um we could talk about it more in depth but um another point is ritualistic tendencies that are practiced 
I cannot stress this enough. I come from a city, like, for the people that listen to me from other states, I come from a city where (laughs) there is a lot of legalistic churches. A lot. Um, Like, an unhealthy amount. (laughs) I don't know. And, um... yeah um sorry i'm like in my thoughts right now um yeah so i come from a city with a lot of legalistic churches and every corner you turn there's a small church and i'm not saying that small churches don't also have the holy spirit within them because i do believe that the holy again another subject but i do believe that the holy spirit um does dwell in some of these in in these places i do honestly believe that and um i do believe that there are men and women of god within these churches i just don't agree with um the things practiced and i think that it's something that's not talked about enough because we're so afraid of like lashback as christians like hearing from other christians and it's so unhealthy to not be able to talk about these things and be silenced from our fellow christians from our fellow brothers and sisters in christ quote quote right um and i think that it needs to be talked about more on top of people my age aren't talking about this um and they end up walking away from the church which I'm going to get to those points at the end of this episode. Um, But there are a lot of uh, legalistic or... um, Yeah, legalistic churches in my area and something that I've always struggled with understanding, and especially for the last couple of years, is unity. And I think it's a hard concept for them to fully understand that we're not trying to take your people. This isn't a competition. Like, we are the body of Christ. The church... Ugh, going into some... The church of Ephesus. The city of Ephesus. Like, the ch- there was multiple churches in the city of Ephesus. But there was... But it was called the church of Ephesus. At, meaning, the church in the city of Ephesus. So when people are so like uncomfortable with unity it breaks my heart because i'm like but the bible literally states facts (laughs) and we're just uncomfortable because this is what we know do you know what i mean sorry getting carried away a little bit um so going back to um ritualistic tendencies practice Um, that comes from just a lot of old testament um things and there are things that we can go back and and look at in the old testament but then there are things that it's like we need to leave let that go like leave that behind jesus died paid for our sins on the cross we don't need to sacrifice animals we don't need to you know march around buildings seven times to like hear god like there's certain things that we no longer need to do 
biblically we no longer need to do because he paid the price and again some people are just uncomfortable with understanding those things and they're comfortable with just staying in what they know so next point um some places define things as sin that are simply just difference of opinion um and i don't mean personal opinion because this is a problem people tend to put their personal opinion in the bible and that's not how it works um mm. (laughs) that is not how it works we do not put our personal opinion in the bible we need to go to the word of god to understand what god is trying to um say to us and a lot of the time people think that oh well the bible was written three thousand years ago or whatever the case is it doesn't necessarily apply to me sweetheart let me tell you this let me tell you this one thing that made me change like shift my mentality the bible was not meant to make us comfortable the bible was not created for our comfort just let that sit (laughs) the bible was not meant for your comfort and if you think that it was then i think you need to go back and read it um because i believe that god is a fair god very fair um backtrack so sometimes they define sin define things as sin that are simply difference of opinion um like i said the word's not meant to make us comfortable and we have to go back to the word and understand what the 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 scriptures are saying um when it comes to sin when it comes to anything that anything in the scriptures anything anger peace joy anything that has to do with the word of god we need to go back and look does my opinion matter here is god allowing me to have an opinion is he allowing me to have a choice or is this what he said and that's it point blank period (laughs) like that's it and that's can also be very toxic to the people of the church um they want to point everything as sin everything sitting in a movie theater is equivalent to sitting with sinners it's like you can't go to the movie theater but you can go out to applebee's or Like, you go to Applebee's and sit next to a booth of people who are sinners, and we are all sinners. All of us. So, contradicts. Contradicts a little bit there. Um, so, 
Um, next point, obedience to established authority is seen as the same as obedience to God. Ooh, Lord Jesus, help me with this one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Let me sit up real quick. <laughs> um, I had to write notes because I was like, Ooh. um, example, if you obey these rules, we have set it's the same thing as obeying God. So, if a place has placed these rules and you don't obey them, you're not obeying God. Like, I'm sorry, but you're not God. <laughs> like, for you to place these rules and regulations that aren't even scripture based this is what pushes people away and it's the abuse of power the abuse of authority that turns people away and then it's the same people within those churches that point out those in the wrong, supposedly. Those pointing out those things that are going on are being <laughs> basically crucified. Literally. And I've seen it. I've experienced it not in my not never in my congregation um especially because I am 21 I haven't lived super long <laughs> but um from what I've experienced I've never experienced that myself but I've experienced it in other places and it's heartbreaking because it's like Like, how do people not understand that it's not about, like, this, I don't know, like, they're stuck in, like, this mentality, this is how it is. Like, how do people not understand a relationship with God? I'm sorry. And I wrote down for this too. I wrote, my obedience to man is not equivalent to my obedience to God. My obedience to earthly men is nowhere near my obedience to God. Because I believe there is a difference between obedience to man and respect to man. There is respect that I do owe. There are times where, you know... My, a leader will make a call and I have to respect it I mean I fully agree with it but I gotta respect it because if God is directing them if God is leading them then that I can't question that there, I can't like there's nowhere that I can step foot <laughs> near like I can't go near that so but I think that there is a difference within you know 
obeying like a bowing down mentality that's the type of obedience i'm trying to talk about like the bowing down i need to going back to i need to perform i need to bow down to this leader so that i can have access to god because if i don't if i um slightly disagree in something then i'm less of a christian and that is so toxic very toxic because you are basing your relationship off of someone else you're basing your relationship with god off of somebody else and you need to have your own understanding but the understanding and the knowledge of the word and allow the holy spirit to convict you and the holy spirit to speak to you but for you to have access to god you don't need to have access to god through someone through a leader through a pastor like we already have direct access to god next point uh people are judged by the content of their theology rather than the fruits they demonstrate Mm -mm -mm. (sighs) jesus said you know them by their fruits but legalistic churches do not ask what fruit are they showing instead they insist most on looking pure rather than demonstrating pure love that's good that's good like y'all y'all gotta write that down (laughs) y'all gotta write that down because the (laughs) jesus help your girl Let me just read that again. People are judged by the content of their theology rather than by the fruits they demonstrate. You can know the Bible. You can know the words. You can memorize scripture. But if you do not apply the scripture, the word means nothing. The word literally means nothing. And that can happen anywhere. Anywhere. Not just legalistic churches. This can happen in liberal churches. This can happen in life-giving churches. Because we are not perfect. People are flawed. Christians are flawed. I'm going to get to that after. But... like uh, like I said if you are not demonstrating those fruits the word means nothing because this is something I had a conversation with somebody about because I had an experience a few months ago um, 
very interesting experience and something that i i understand why god does certain things like because then it comes to these episodes and i'm like wow god like revelation after revelation you're showing me things that you need to show me and something that i experienced was i saw somebody at a store they're a christian and they completely treated me differently than they would have in in the four walls of a church and i was like side eye (laughs) major side eye because that was like it was like god spoke to me like shortly after and he was like and my mom had said this to me not even that far like i don't know if it was before or after she had said this to me but it was like god had said the same exact thing in that in that like time in matthew 15 8 the people honor me with their lips but their hearts are far from me oh my gosh that verse and it's sad because people can talk about god people can live this perfectly looking godly quote-unquote godly life and look like a christian but act nothing like his son and it goes back to the verse these people honor me with their lips you can get on a stage you can be in the worship team you can be in a media team you can be on a serving team you can be in any type of ministry and you look good there you can sound good and i tell this to the youth worship team at our congregation because if you haven't heard prior in prior episodes i had a transition where i was in the worship team and the lord had moved me to the media team for a period of time but god has placed worship within me and i believe that i will be going and returning back to that um and if not it's okay but i tell this to the to the um youth worship team because there's something that i as being a leader and and having past leaders prior to me that no longer are are attending even within the church but something that i had experienced was like this pride within being in the worship team something i tell this the worship team and the, the youth that are on it now because some, i think the youngest is like 14 beautiful worshipers beautiful women and men of god and i've seen how the lord has worked in them but something that i always tell them is you can sing pretty you can sound pretty but if your heart is unclean if you're posting on social media if you're in in ungodly ways if you're dressing ungodly if you're not living a modest life if you're living this ungodly life and not looking to god to continue to perfect you then what you sing means nothing because i do believe that we are 
unclean beings. We were born sinners. But he will continue to perfect you. He will continue to purify you. So that's something that I always tell the the worship team. And we're having an event this weekend. And I'm actually very honored to be able to minister and worship um, with with them for this event. Um, but I've been telling them, I'm like, you know, it's not it's not just a, a time frame of oh right now because we're having an event, you're just gonna clean all this stuff and then you can go back to it. No. We we correct and it correction in private. Um but we keep each other keep each other accountable because we fail we fall like we make mistakes but we hold each other accountable and that's what brothers and sisters of christ need to do hold one another accountable not just look to your side and be like oh well they're falling keep my blinders on no we got to pick each other up wherever you whoever you are wherever you go I don't care what church you go to, okay? I do not care what church you go to. I will help you. I will give a helping hand. Boundaries, yes, there are boundaries placed. But having a servant's heart is one of the number one things that God needs from us. And, and going back to that point of being judged by the content of your of your theology like even the the scriptures you like there's a lot of people who went to Sunday school <laughs> like there's a lot of people even in the world the enemy knows the word okay The enemy knows the word. He knows verses. He knows scriptures. But applying it is different. Applying his love. Applying his mercy. Applying his goodness to others. And like I was saying with my experience where... You know, I ran into that person, like, it didn't sit with me because I'm like, God, why is, why is this something that happens more frequent than I thought? And it goes back to that verse. You can't just act like a Christian within the walls. You gotta act like it outside. This isn't a life that we just switch off. It's not. And I say this to people, you know, and I've learned this. I've just learned this. This is something that morals, it's even, it's just about morals sometimes. Like, saying hi to a fellow brother or sister that you don't like why why is there this rivalry please explain (laughs) we worship the same god 
We read the same Bible. So, kind of doesn't make sense why we aren't applying this in that same manner. Next point, and yeah, this is my last point. Um, There's a lot of things to talk about, but I want to stay within a frame work right now. But um, the last point is there's an obsession with blessing and a curse. Um, An example is you will be happy and successful in life if you follow these rules. You will be punished if you don't. And if you... If your life is bad, it's likely because you are being bad. And that creates fear. 100% creates fear. Because people are not living their life on edge. Anxiety is more prominent. And then there's that other side of, oh, if you're dealing with anxiety or depression, you have a demon. Be so for real. Be so for real. <laughs> like, spirit, maybe. Demon, that's a stretch. <laughs> I'm going to put that on a shirt. <laughs> because coming from somebody who, yes, struggle with anxiety and struggle with depression, I still have seen the faithfulness of God. I've still been able to see how good God is and to have to literally be living a living testimony of healing and how God is freeing me from these things and still using me. It's incredible how God works. And like I've said before, he can still use you through your failures. But going back to you will be happy and successful in life if you follow our rules. That's manipulation. Truth is, that's manipulation. If you do this, you will get this. Hmm. What about that one? <laughs> Um, you will be punished if you don't and if your life is bad it's likely because you are being bad if you are struggling it's because you are a bad person yeah let me chill (laughs) let me chill Um, and that fear and it, it, it becomes fear and that keeps people involved in the church because if they leave that they think that God hates them or that God doesn't love them and it creates this like obligation rather than a devotion rather than having devotion for the word of god rather than having the sense of purpose and 
feeling that love from God that, you know, he is forgiving. He is gracious. He is merciful. They feel like, or there are people who feel like, I will receive the worst things in life. If I do this, I'll get this in return. And I think that there is a balance. Um, There's a balance of things. And we are to live a holy life. But we are also to discern through the Holy Spirit. We are also to discern through the word of God. Um, and ask God for direction. Like, sometimes it's scary to make that prayer of asking God for direction. But we have to. God, direct me. If this is not from you, take it. If it is from you, allow me to receive it. But... We always have to ask that prayer, regardless of who we're talking to, whether it's higher, higher power. We always have to ask for direction because just as much as the enemy, like the enemy is not trying to, to work with the people who are, who he already has. He already has them. And there's obviously no power greater than the power of God. But when the enemy has them, he has them. So we also have to be very vigilant and and as Christians think, the enemy isn't trying to attack those he already has captivated. He's trying to attack the ones that are very far from darkness. And as Christians, we deal with a lot of spiritual warfare because he's trying to build his army we just have to be or have discernment be aware talk to God talk to him and I want to go to Romans 8 14 through this through 16 it says for all who are led by the spirit of God are children of God So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you receive God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father, for his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. I just want to go to the first line. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. If you are led by the Spirit of God, you are a child of God. Regardless of what people have to say. If I am being led by the Holy Spirit, and something wants to come in and interrupt and whatever, I understand that I am not to be fearful because I know that I am a child of God. And I know that because I am a child of God, I will be directed by God. My direction will only come from God. And if he has to use people as vessels, then he uses them as vessels. But I also need to discern and I need to go into prayer. 
and I'm, I'm probably most likely i'm going to talk about this in the next episode um but as christians we need to be very cautious how we perceive cursing and blessings um because we are not cursed as children of god we are not cursed that the curse has been broken but i will get into that in the next episode i just want to close out um why did i talk about this in the first place for this series um i wanted to really highlight like i had said before you know i wanted to highlight what religion can sometimes look like where we're unaware and even christians as ourselves we we point fingers and we judge and we look at people because they don't fit this criteria um when they first come in through those doors that mm, they don't look the part and something that god has really spoken to me about and i will most likely share this on instagram i really want people to watch this because change my perspective in certain areas and the lord really pressed on my heart through this testimony um because it was a woman who had transitioned to be a man um was a man for years and started attending a church because something had happened in 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 his life um or her life and something had happened went through a situation still still a man going to um church and the pastors didn't know until social media brought it to light and the pastors like this was like oh my gosh we need to be more like this because the pastors pulled him aside and they said to him we we ask one thing of you we've seen you know your social media we but we ask one thing of you we ask that you allow the holy spirit to enter into your heart just allow him to work in you and makes me a little emotional because as christians we sometimes can like i said be very judgmental to people coming through those doors and we we ourselves can be the religious jesus was crucified by the religious and that testimony really oh hit me because we have to stop thinking just because I'm Christian, we have to stop thinking that just because I'm the Christian one, I'm gonna be able to change them. Like there are people who walk in through those doors, come from broken lives, and we understand that. And they give their lives and we as christians automatically expect for them to do a 360 like relax relax allow the holy spirit to be the holy spirit and some christians y'all gotta stop thinking that you're the holy spirit because you're not facts is facts come on we are not the holy spirit so allow the holy spirit to be the holy spirit to new people 
to people coming to the Lord, to people giving their lives to Christ. Because we will be there loving, teaching, a shoulder, but we have to stop thinking that we ha- we have to change people automatically because that's what breaks people that's what makes people leave <sighs> and going to what i just said you know jesus was crucified by the religious he was crucified by the romans and jesus was seen as a rebel and this is what i want to talk about a little bit Jesus was seen as a rebel in his time when he was here on earth. And he was breaking systems, turning over tables, and saying all sorts of crazy things. Because he was. He was saying some out-of-pocket things. But he was always doing it with love. Always doing it with love. And I was thinking of this, like, what if as young like a young adult myself or or just christians as ourselves if we took that concept as jesus was a rebel why can't we kind of like apply in a positive way as in i want to be different i want to stand out i want to live my life a godly life regardless of what people think regardless of church names and and pastors and all this stuff i want to live my god my life godly i want to be a godly woman i want to be a proverbs 31 woman and for and for the men ephesians 5 let's read it let's read it boys men come on Ladies, let's read our let's read our scripture. And don't think that we have to just automatically start applying this because we read it. Progress. Pro like it's a process. I wanna talk about really just to end this episode. Um you know, to my fellow Christians or um even if you're not walking in the faith, if you are a past believer or if you are a believer and you just don't even attend a church or whatever the case is, I want you to take this into, what I'm going to say next, I want you to take this into consideration and reflect and sit on this. You know, don't just like jump to conclusions oh well this is what happened to me but just because of a bad experience in the church it doesn't make the church bad and i understand there was a time in my life when i was younger i was mid-teens where I hated certain things, truthfully, but it didn't make the church bad. And the church is not perfect, but God is perfect. Christians fail, Christians are learning, Christians are constantly growing. 
and as someone who was trying to constantly live up to this expectation of a perfect quote-unquote perfect christian i came to realize that there is no such thing as being a perfect christian there isn't and just because there there isn't such thing as being a perfect christian but there is a blueprint to being perfected um and that's the word of god the life book literally it's a life manual and i had to come to god with all of my baggage all of my issues all of my bad habits all of my brokenness so he could start to make me new and if i didn't come to god like that because of fear or because of my past traumas or or things that have affected me where would i be i have seen the goodness of god so much like there are so many testimonies i could share and and like you wouldn't believe some of these things but god has been so faithful and if i was just living my life in fear then i wouldn't be where i am and that's the thing that's a misconception of some people even within the church they like going back to this expectation you know there's these expectations of people within the church and that can even be coming from a place of religion and we are constantly being perfected by god daily daily we have to wake up and choose the cross every single day i have to wake up and choose jesus do i struggle absolutely absolutely 100 percent. i struggle but do i want to give up no just because i made a mistake or just because i like don't look like the conventional christian doesn't make me not want to choose him more like i want to chase god and i'm chasing him daily and i know that he's chasing after me and that's just the topic that we're gonna touch on next episode um and this is a message to what i'm about to say this is a message to all my fellow either non-believers who are listening or believers like i said believers but don't attend a congregation he loves you 
just as you are. He loves you just as you are, but he doesn't let you stay where you are. That is love. That is love. And I have even learned that in my relationship. My man loves me. I love my man. But do we let each other stay where we are? No, absolutely not. And that's the love of God. Being projected through a relationship. And apply that. Apply those things to yourself. He loves, God loves you so much. But he's not going to let you stay there. So prepare yourself for change. It is not easy. It is very difficult. Yes, it is hard. But once you like press into that change, it is so rewarding. And show up anyways. Show up anyways. Find your local church. If you have to... (laughs) I don't mean this in a very rough way. I mean this in a... If you gotta go church shopping. If you have to go look for a home and a place that is, is welcoming but also gives correction. That is loving but also holds you accountable if you have to find a place like that do it go look stop sitting and waiting around for god to just like do something like go look you got to put in the work too and god will show up so show up anyways regardless if you're having sex before marriage go to church anyways if you are a drug addict go to church anyways and you're trying to beat drug addiction, go to church anyways. If you were out drinking all night and at the club, go to church anyways. If you aren't sure what gender you are or what gender you prefer, go to church anyways. If you can't quit a bad habit or you, you don't know how to break it, go to church anyways. Because the church is a hospital for broken people. For people who are empty, lost, confused, rejected, and desperate. And I, have, I know because I found myself in a very desperate place. I was very desperate searching for something. I was confused. I was lost. I was empty. But I had to get up and go anyways. That's a chart. That's a that's a series. That's a sermon. <laughs> and something that uh, one quote that I always loved, and I put it in here: Every saint has a past, and every sinner has a future. Every saint has a past. Things have happened to them. They've struggled. They've gone through things. And every single sinner has a future. Every single one of us. 
and now to end this <laughs> you know I just want to reiterate on the church because there is no perfect church there's no such thing as a perfect church but there is dysfunctional churches and there's also healthy churches the church is in a holy place the, the church itself is not a holy place he is holy God Christ is holy and Christ is who continues to purify us and make us holy day by day by day the building is just a building that's just where we gather that's where the church gathers the church the body of Christ so I know this was a bit heavy and I haven't been I started filming this episode and I don't know what's going on this happened in my last episode too and the enemy just be the enemy just be trying everything but it's not gonna stop the deliverance I had to deliver and I just hope this sits with some of you and next week we'll be doing part two we'll be talking about relationship um talk a little let's bring some light to this um i know this can these topics can be a little heavy and a little difficult to hear sometimes too but there's always light at the end of the tunnel and um I believe this is one of those subjects. There's always light somewhere, you know. So I just want to close this out with a prayer. Um, and if you're listening and you have felt like you have either been convicted to return to the house, return to the Father, just place your hand on your heart and if this is your first time even accept, if you want to accept the Lord place your hand on your heart and let's all bow our heads together and pray for those who we don't even know are listening because I generally don't even know who listens to these episodes but let's pray for one another so Heavenly Father we come before you and we thank you for allowing us to be here 
and listen and tune in to what you have delivered today. God, that you continue to pour out and use each and every single one of them. God, continue to use me as a vessel to deliver your word and and talk about these tough subjects, these topics that are, are very heavy, but need to be spoken. God, continue to move in what you are doing. And thank you for allowing me to be a vessel of yours. Work in me. And I pray that this word has sat in the hearts of of people listening. Lord God, if there is someone who has been far from you, who has lost their way, who is dealing with their past traumas, who's dealing with their difficult situations and the difficult past that they've had, Lord God, that you press and lean into them. That you hold them, that you give them an embrace like never before. Lord God, that you continue to work in their lives and lead them and guide them to what you have called for them, the purpose that you have created for them. And God, I pray for those who have yet to know who you are, who are searching and who are who are listening because they don't know what to believe. But God, that you minister and that your spirit rests with each individual. Lord God, we pray and we celebrate for those who have given their life to you through this this podcast. There is a celebration in heaven because another heart, another soul has chosen you and Lord God give us the direction and the strength every single day to chase you and to choose the cross every single day in moments of difficulty that we chase the cross in moments of sorrow that we chase the cross in moments of joy that we still chase the cross. So God, we thank you. We just ask you that you continue to be who you are and who you say you are. And God, that you continue to perfect us daily, that we continue to die to our flesh
and choose you. So God, we ask you that you rest with us. Give us rest. Allow us to find rest through you. We don't have to carry it any longer. That we are reminded that we don't have the strength to carry it, but you have the strength. You have the strength to carry us through. So thank you, God, for what you're doing. Thank you, God, for what you're doing here through this podcast, regardless of the hiccups, regardless of the mistakes. Lord God, that you still work through those things. Even when there is interruption or distractions, God, that you still deliver what you need to deliver. So thank you for what you're doing here in this ministry, here on this earth, through me and all the people listening. So we honor you and we glorify your name. And in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys for tuning in. I love you guys very much. I know this was a little heavier and I just pray for each and every single one of you. And that you just rest with this. You gotta listen to it a couple times. Listen to it a couple times. Go back, rewind, do what you gotta do. But I love you all so much. And next episode, we'll be getting into relationship aspects, the relationship aspects. So stay tuned for that. But I love you guys and I hope you all have a very blessed week. Bye.